Good afternoon, this is Debbie Q, and you're listening to The Right Shoe. The Right Shoe is a podcast about all things strange and unusual, especially in reference to a death. Or, in this case, this is a little different because we don't know what happened to this girl. But this story is strange and unusual, and I heard it the other day, and I really wish... I'll try to find it, because it was on... It was on a, another, not a podcast, but it was on something that I saw at YouTube, and I never had heard of this girl before. And I was blown away because I am such a fan of Woodstock 1969. I just couldn't believe that I had never heard of this girl before. Uh, right before that, what I played today instead of my normal opening, which is, um, let's see, let me see... Red, red shoes. I thought it was that, but I didn't know. Oh, God, I've played that for a while now. My normal red, red shoes has been replaced. I think I'm going to put this on Smack Podcast, but I wanted to play it tonight. And I'll tell you what happened. Of course, as usual, I got a little delayed. There's a group, if you have SoundCloud, there's a app called SoundCloud. Go to, like, wherever your app store is. And it's called Indigo Ranch. That's the name of the group, and that song is called Goodbye Horses. A girl named Emily had sent me through Instagram that song, and it's her, her group. I don't know how much she wants me to say about it, so I'm, I am somewhat limited, but it is Indigo Ranch is the name of her group. Goodbye Horses is the name of that song, and it really, that little ch it becomes extremely addictive, trust me. I've been playing it several times this week. Also, for The Right Shoe, now, Smack Podcast, the, I, I do, I love The Right Shoe. I'm so into true crime. I always have been. I, I was always into true crime. But what happened was, one day, in way back in the 90s, I had turned on the TV, and I, at the time, I think it was called True TV? No. Some, it was True TV at one point. It was like the forerunner to the ID channel. Core TV, that's what it was. It was Core TV. That was the original place that I saw Forensic Files. I was blown away because I had never seen little short 30-minute perfect clips with that Peter Thomas, who I adore, Peter Thomas, Bill Curtis, and and Robert Stack are absolutely all phenomenal with their voices. Well, when I heard that first voice, I was like, oh my God, this is the greatest show that ever was. So I became very addicted to true crime. And then when I had the chance to start The Right Shoe... And it started from Pipus the Wise, who died and they couldn't find his right shoe. And then I thought of all the other times when the right shoe was either missing or prominently displayed. It's like the right shoe just always stuck in my head. Hence the name. But then I started like seeing some podcasts and I'm like, wow, I would love to do just a show about anything like what jewelry I bought this week or my Instagram name is shopaholic deb 44 and that's because I am a shopaholic I thought well I would love to do something and then I thought like just talk smack and then I thought ah smack podcast so I want to do that and my first smack podcast is going to be filtered through the right shoe I just want to see how it goes 
But my first subject is heroin, and it's going to be pretty long. I, it's going to be my first several-parter. There's really not much that I can do to speed that up because heroin I had to take my time with. I did record something, and when I re-listened to it, I, I, want, I have to do it in stages. Like the first one, I want to be about heroin, what it is, what it was used for, the history of it. The second part, the addiction, the going up. Third part, the coming down, the bad part. And then final, like wrapping it up. Well, I was just going on a tangent about methadone. <laughs> so it didn't, it just wasn't what I want. I have to slow myself down when I do that subject because there's so many things that I want to talk about. That being slightly longer than I anticipated, I heard about this girl, love her name. The name gets me. I just can't believe in all these years of true crime, I have never heard. And it's not even, they don't even know if it's a crime, but it's such a great story. The woman's name was Licorice McKechnie. And she, I love the name Licorice. That is just the coolest. Now, she was born Christina McKechnie. I'm not sure where she got the name Licorice. And she had sung with the band, the Incredible String Band, from 1968 to 1972. She herself was born October 2nd, 1945. If she were still alive today, she would be 75. She was born in Edinburgh, Scotland. She was a singer. She also played keyboards, guitar, drums. Now, her, her story was somewhat strange. Uh, she would read poetry. That's how she got started. And during this time, she met musician Robin Williamson, who is still alive. He's actually age 77. He was the founding member for the Incredible String Band. He had left college at the age of 15 to become a musician, and he hooked up with Licorice during this time. Now, Licorice, I guess she hooked up with the Incredible String Band. Their sound was the new folk music back then. Like there was this explosion. There was Bob Dylan and Joni Mitchell, Joan Baez. There was a lot of folk musicians coming out at this time. This is where I was just absolutely blown away because I just, I was so surprised. I have always been obsessed with not just true crime, but Woodstock from 1969, the concert. I think that, you know, most things happen, like life happens when you're not paying attention, was definitely the epitome of Woodstock. People that were there at the time, like I knew one lady, she's since passed, but she told me that she was at Woodstock. She said, Deb, like at the time, you did not know that it was going to be what it was. And we were there and everyone was like so like dirty and drenched because it was raining and the mud was nasty. She said mostly everyone had left before Jimi Hendrix even got onto the stage. He was one of the last acts on the last day. So she said it wasn't like you see. She said, but it became this huge deal. She said, but at the time, 90% of those people wanted to just get out because it was so nasty. She said it was still a great time. And, and I was always like as a kid when I first saw that I just loved it and and the music was just amazing to me I don't know I just loved the whole movie the album I, I still love the album everything well apparently uh, and I the, the incredible string band was there they get this call they're, they're performing they started out like 1965 and and licorice did not 
come with them until 1968. And I did see... I think it was from 1970. It was her singing. If you look up on YouTube, you can find many, you know, there's plenty of um, little segments of her. And she's beautiful. I mean, she's beautiful the way she dances. And she does. She has this very, like, hippie-ish way of dancing around. And she's singing. And she is eye-catching. But what happened at Woodstock was so bizarre. And I did not know they even played at Woodstock. I thought I had known every band that played there because I really loved a lot of bands that you never really hear of anymore, like Canned Heat. You know, there's so many bands that play that I just, Melanie, you know, you just, the Keith Hartley band, you don't hear of those bands anymore. And they were so good, especially Candy, and I really like them. Well, what happened was, okay, uh, Michael Lang, who ran the Woodstock Festival, he had like this killer hair. His hair was the bomb. He called them and he said, for $4,500, will you play Woodstock? And they said, sure. And they were scheduled to play during on Friday during the folk-oriented acoustic acts. But it started pouring down rain, and the band refused to perform. So the stage manager had to reschedule their performance, and he made it for the following day. Now, their slot was taken by Melanie, who, I got a brand new bicycle, you got a brand new key. She sung Brand New Key. It was in Boogie Nights. I I can't even sing like her, so I won't even attempt to try. I can do some voices, but not her. She has a very melodic voice. But her career kind of took off. What happened with the Incredible String Band is because they did not go up there, I mean, you know, looking back, I wonder if they regretted this. I'm not sure. It doesn't really say anywhere. They were put in at 6.30 when Canned Heat and the Keith Hartley Band, who were very hard rock acts of their day were playing. They did not go over. It went over like a lead balloon. The crowd was not happy. They were genuinely disfavored. And in fact, they were not included in the filming or the album, which is, I mean, especially the movie, because they really showed a little bit of everybody. The only person they didn't really show that was huge, there was a couple people, but Janis Joplin rings true like the most to me because her manager did not want I they didn't give the rights to her performance it had nothing to do with Janis Joplin but that's a shame because she would have, oh that would have been awesome to see that you know like when you think of Woodstock you think of the Jimi Hendrix playing that the Star Spangled Banner and it was an amazing concert even when you saw Licorice McKechnie dancing, you can see how theatrical she is in her movements. I guess the band, they started out a bit differently, and when they changed the next album with their performances, it didn't, between what happened at Woodstock and them changing their sound, it didn't go over well. And they kind of, they still play, I, well, maybe not today, but they were still playing up until 2009, they were still pretty much playing, which that's a pretty long time. As for Licorice, a.k.a. Christina Licorice McKechnie, nobody has seen her since 1987. She was last seen hitchhiking across the Arizona desert. Her sister came forth to say that she does not know where she is, and I'll get back to that. Her story is that she was born in Edinburgh, Scotland, she was in her teens. She had the, tension, the intentions of marrying someone named Bert Jance, but she never did. 
the Incredible String Band. She backed them up on the 1967 album, The 5,000 Spirits or The Layers of the Onion. By 1968, she was regarded as a member of the band, a backup singer or, you know, the drum player, and she performed with them in Woodstock. But by 1972, she had left the band and her she had been going out with Robbie Williamson, but this ended as well. Now, by 1974, she moved on. She moved to California. She joined a few bands, and then she later married and divorced Brian Lambert. Now, these names are old. I don't even know. Some, like, I don't really know who Brian Lambert is, but I'm sure they were big for their time. I, I know mostly everybody from Woodstock, but some of the names I was not aware of. So she visited her homeland of Scotland in 1986. Now, it's recorded that 1987 was the last time she was publicly seen, but her family says they were still in contact with her until 1990. She had been apparently recovering from a surgery and she was living in Sacramento, California in a music journal called Mojo Magazine in the year 2000. Uh, Mark Allen wrote that she had last been seen hitchhiking across the Arizona desert in 1987. Her family has not seen her since. Now, the one of the incredible string band members was quoted as saying there's a possibility that she's dead. There have been unconfirmed reports that she's alive and well and living in California. I just had never heard of it. I'd never heard of Licorice McKechnie, and I love that name. And I never, I did hear the Incredible String Band, but there was a couple weird names like that. I think there was, yeah, the String Cheese Incident. The String, well, but they formed in 1993. I'm just shocked at my own ignorance of this licorice McKechnie girl. I just wanted to do that short story because I have to really hunker down and get to my heroine. I usually do the business of the right show and I'm kind of rushing because I did want to do that short story because I really spent a couple days researching her and I'm thinking I got to be doing this heroin and I'm I can't be doing this. And there's so many other people I have in front. I, there's a lot of right shoes that I want to do. I've just been really, it's been crazy. Life does have a way of, especially in June during graduations and things happening like that. The heroin, I want to do the four parts on smack, which is going to be filtered through the right shoe. And I just want to see how it goes. But with smack, I, I really want it to be like about life experiences. This way I can have one podcast for true crime and the other for more of just more of a talking thing where I don't have to research as much so they can come out quicker. And then I have more of a stable, consistent podcast coming out, even if it's two different ones. It would just make me feel better because I don't like having people to wait. I know people are not hanging on the, you know, their phones and TVs and computers saying, oh my God, where's the right show? But I, I just love doing it, the podcast, and I like to be consistent. And I haven't been consistent. I really did get walloped. I had an illness and it's just been crazy. I did like that story about Licorice. I loved her name. 
And that would be more of a smack, too. But I'm putting it on the right show because the right show needs it. In the meantime, go check out Indigo Ranch. There's a couple good songs on there. It's an EP. And uh, check out all those fabulous podcasts. Go to my Instagram because I often write about them on there. It, I f- always forget when I'm talking, so I try not to. You, they all know who I, I love them all. They know who they are because I, I try to at least once in a while throw a bunch of podcasts up that I'm listening to. And that was that. It's a short one, but I do want to do heroin the right way. I, and I want to do it slowly. I don't want to rush through it. Because it is an important subject, and it's something that Philadelphia has really, it's just been inundated. And not only that, but I have to make sure that I get across that I am not in any way, you know, I'm not a counselor for heroin. I am not certified. I did not go to school to help people with addiction. So I am not that, like, I... I don't want to say the wrong thing. It's really important to me because I I got on like a methadone kick for some reason. I, I methadone is not my favorite drug. I don't know. It it has its issues. You know, there there's there's new ways that people are treating heroin addiction that I agree with more than methadone. I I my personal opinion is that methadone was not a good way to combat heroin at all. In fact, if anything, it's worse than heroin. The withdrawal is ungodly. But that's my own personal opinion. And I didn't want, if that helped somebody to get off heroin or to get to a better lifestyle, I don't want to be knocking it. You know, that is really hard to get rid of any addiction, any, any addiction, no matter what it is. If it's causing a problem, then it, and it's an addiction, then it is an addiction. It doesn't matter what it is. Food, any anything. It, it could be anything. A food's probably one of the worst because you have to eat. You know, like at least with drugs, you don't have to do heroin. But, so it's, it's easier to stay away from, but it's not so easy. But I, I do want to go over all that, and I will. I just want to take my time with it and not... I don't want to get on like some soapbox and say the wrong thing and Detroit, I don't know, you know, I am not, like I said, I'm not a certified counselor. I'm just speaking from my own experience of my own opinions, but I, I'll be saying that in front of the actual heroin episode. As always, this is Debbie Q at The Right Shoe, and I have many true crimes coming up. It's just going to be a little, just bear with me right now. Summer's a killer. Have a good one, guys.